Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're joined by the Mets general manager, Brody Van Wagenen, who joins us now. Brody, welcome. How are you? I'm doing well, Mike. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the time. Um, I know that you met with the media. Uh, but, so before I ask questions, give me the what you said was kind of the state of the union right now as you begin the second half. Well, Mike, uh, when I addressed the media today, it was really focused on three areas. <clears throat> One, where are we now? How'd we get here? And where are we going? So the, the where are we now is a pretty pretty quick and easy one that we're not very good and and we're disappointed with it and you know where we are in the standings is not something that we're we're happy about we're we're uh we're sorry to our fans that they that they haven't been able to see us win more games and um we know we we know we want to do better and and we got to figure out a way to do better uh you know how we got here obviously we we had a pretty ambitious off season not uh not everything we did this off season to address the bullpen or our run production or, or anything else for that matter has gone according to plan. And, you know, going forward, we, we're not going to quit and we got to be opportunistic to try to find ways to, to put us in a better position. Are you going to be listening to trade offers or are you going to try and do everything you can to give this team a chance to perform well over the last 70 games? Well, I think that both are, both are true. We got 72 to play one tonight and, and I know these guys, the 25 guys down there, are gonna are gonna play as hard as they can to try to win as many games as they can. And uh, you know, as, as it relates to the trade deadline, we do have to face the reality that uh, you know it's going to be a tall climb for us to to get back in this thing and be in contention. Hopefully, we're able to do so, and hopefully that uh, you know we can we can sort of adjust accordingly on whether we whether we buy while while we're also looking to to explore opportunities to, to move forward with some new players. So I would anticipate us being, being ears wide open for, uh, for opportunities. Do you look at it now differently than you did at the start of the season, Brody? Do you view your team as maybe being farther away than you would thought? Do you look at the team differently than you did in the spring? Well, I'd, I'd go back even, even before the spring, Mike, and look at, look at the off season. You know, I felt like, when we when we put this team together, it was on the backs of of a really strong starting rotation, and felt like in '19 we could compete with any anybody with that rotation if we could fill in some of the other holes and, and address the other needs that we had. Uh, you know, now as we sit here today, you know, our starting pitching we've got we got a half season left of of Wheeler, a half season left left of Argus, and so that that sort of pitching foundation has, has had to change its look a little bit. Uh, you know, now I think we were excited about some of the young core particularly the position players that we have and having Jacob in a position to still anchor our staff. So I think we have, we have a different looking team of how we thought we, we would be contending this year, but, uh, but I still think we have, have optimism that we can contend going forward in 2020 and, and certainly still be competitive in, in 19. Do you think that you made bad moves Brody or do you think you've been unlucky? Well, I, Mike, I'll never call us unlucky. I think everybody deals with adversity. Everybody, well, a guy like Lowry, you're unlucky. He hasn't played the majors this year. I mean, that's getting unlucky. The guy's never seen the day of light. So, I mean, Cano's not unlucky. Uh, Diaz isn't unlucky. But a guy like Lowry, that's a tough break. The guy hasn't even been in the majors this year. 
It's a tough break. There's, there's no doubt about that. And I think that, you know, all the acquisitions that we made at the time, we felt good about them. You know, I, I joked with some of the writers today that, you know, I, I, I read all of the grades that we got in the offseason. I read all of the grades at midseason, and they couldn't be farther farther apart. And um, that's why I said just, it didn't go to according to plan. So we got to reassess our own evaluations and, and at the same point take the talent that we have that, uh, that's fully capable of preparing of performing better and, and give them every, every ounce of support to help them do that. You know, in Cano's case, particularly, I mean, here's a guy that has been what we wanted him to be at home, but just hasn't been able to figure it out on the road. And his, his 318 batting average at home versus his sub 200 batting average yeah, on the but road. Ba- even at, I don't agree with that, Brody, because even at home, Robinson Cano is, is, is been a nightmare with men on base. He's got a 600 OPS. He has not driven the ball. He's hit four <clears> home <throat> runs. He's hit one in your building. So he has had a bunch of singles at home, but this has not even resembled even a little bit Robinson Cano. This is not the Robinson Cano New York ever knew. This guy's got four home runs and 16 RBIs. Even during his hot streak, he's had one RBI. I mean, this is not Robinson Cano. So the question is, do you still believe there is a Robinson Cano? I, I do. You know, I, I think you're right. I think this has not been the Cano that, that we have seen in the past. I think that, uh, you know, he's, he's gone through his tough times this year, both independent of, of injuries that he's had. He got hit by a couple pitches and had the quad pull. But, you know, he we anticipate him being better. We really do. You know, we don't envision talent dropping off the way it has. And, you know, Robbie Robbie's worked hard as we were coming into the, the end of the first half. I know he's he's prepared to go go work hard in the second half and and uh I think we'll we'll get the best that Robbie has to give us. So, I mean, have you – listen, it'd be very easy to lose faith in Cano. I think a lot of people think he's done. I thought this year Cano would hit. I really did. He had a great spring training. I talked to him in spring training. I've known him since he broke in. He hit really well in spring training. He, every time I saw him in spring training and I was there live a couple of times, he hit the ball great. Uh, he hit 430 in spring training, as we know, uh, and it's been a nightmare. Do you believe there's something left in the player? That is a very important player for you. Do you still believe in the player? I do. Yeah. There, there, there's more left in him. And you, you described it well, Mike. I, I think that the way he finished the season last year, the way he played in spring training, uh, there's, this is still Robinson Cano. And we're going to do everything we can to help him continue to, to be the player he's been and, and get back on track here in the second half. Um, Ramos has been shielded by Cano being so bad, but he has not been what you had hoped for. He hasn't been the leader you hoped for. He hasn't been the catcher you hoped for. You got star pitchers, don't want to pitch to him. I mean, how about Ramos, how disappointing he's been? Well, I think uh, Wilson has been uh, you know, still above, above average offensive player. Uh, you know, his, his defense is something that we'll continue to work on. He and Glenn Sherlock have spent a lot of time over the course of the last six weeks, I think Ramos' defense has improved pretty significantly. He's started to work much better with all of our pitchers. He's, uh, you know, since we made the, the coaching changes, he's been more proactive and he's been engaged with, with all of our pitchers on some of the pitching plans. And, you know, I've, I've been pleased with, with the turnaround that Wilson's shown. And, and I hope, hope that'll continue this year or the rest of this year. The bullpen, uh, it haunted the last regime, and it has haunted you, and even to the point of the guys you brought in at the back of it being a disaster. In your mind, what what has happened to your bullpen? Well, we haven't performed very well. You know, I think that you know when we when we brought in Diaz, we we had an elite back end closer with elite stuff. 
he still has that elite stuff. He hasn't been as consistent as he had been in the past, but his stuff is elite. His mindset, I think, is in a good place to have a good second half. Um, and, you know, I know he's, he's got something to prove. You know, in, in Familia's case, he, he's another guy who had to battle a couple of different stints on the IL, but his, his stuff is there. If he can be more consistent with strike one and his, you know, more consistent with his command, he's going to be able to take the ball out of play. His, his strikeout rates are still better than a, than a guy per inning. And so it, there's, there's talent there. We have to harness it, harness it better. You know, Justin Wilson missed a lot of time due to injury after never, ever, never having spent a day on his career, uh, on the IL. And so, uh, he's come back. He's shown, shown his, his health and stuff is better. And, you know, hopefully having those three guys be more consistent, not just in terms of performance, but also availability. We'll take some of the pressure off Lugo and Gesellman and we can have, have some more depth in that pen. We're talking with Brody Van Wagenen. Nice enough to give us some time today. Brody, uh, 70 games left. Um, is it fair to expect this team to play winning baseball over 70 games? Is it uh, unfair to expect that? Is it a team that you have a very different opinion about? Or is it the same opinion you had go back to April 1st? Uh, what, has, what has changed about your team? What can you cite that you, cha- that you feel different about your team that you didn't say on opening day? Well, I think we're the underdogs now, Mike. I, I think that being 10, got, 10 games under 500 and 13 and a half out in the division, we've got a long way to go, and, and we are now written off by a lot of people. So I think we continue to improve our processes on the coaching staff. I think we continue to, to give players more, more information in hopes that they can, they can be better prepared when they go onto the field. And you know, I think that we would anticipate a little bit better health and a little bit better correction of the performance in a uh, – in the second half, and, and in doing so, maybe we can surprise some people. Are you content with your manager's performance? I, I'm. You know, Mickey's had a tough job. We we haven't uh, made it easy on him in any in any way, shape, or form. And you know, I'm looking forward to him continuing to bring his energy and his passion out to the ballpark with with a belief in we can win in winning. He truly believes we can win, and I think he's trans uh, translating that to the players every day. And uh, you know we'll we'll keep uh, keep supporting him in that effort. There are some stories that have leaked out about you, Brody. One about micromanaging the team. Is there any truth to that stuff about you micromanaging the team from a distance? I, you know, I get the question, Mike. But this this organization is about collaboration. You know, we we try to support the players, support the coaching staff. Uh, there is there is zero part of of what this front office is doing, or me in particular is doing, that's trying to trying to micromanage or puppeteer what the manager is doing. Uh, between the lines, in the uniform, those guys are, uh, are the ones that, that have to lead the troops. They're the ones that, that have autonomy down there, and, and we want to make sure that we're doing everything we can to help, help the players succeed and help the coaches be able to, to get the best out of them. Have you told your manager he can't pitch the as in the eighth inning? I have not. Have you told your manager to bat Cano third? No. Um, throwing the chair, which leaked out, and I could care less if you threw a chair. Did you throw a chair in anger about yourself or in anger about your staff or about your play? I, I, yeah, I, I, I threw it in a, in a moment of frustration. I don't care if you throw 20 chairs. Just tell me yeah. why you threw it. What were you, mad, yeah. what were you angry at? I'm mad at we, I was mad that we weren't winning games. You know? And I think that as a group, we wanted to, to stress, at least my, my message in that room was stress to try things differently 
try to shake it up, try to do things different than the way we've been doing it in hopes to get a different result. You and, want them to play you know, different players, or you want them to what, – what do you want them to do differently? We, we need to do the little things better. So fundamentally, we so need to be better. So you're not happy with the fundamentals, which you're right about. Your team has not been a good fielding team. They haven't been a good situational team. So you are not happy with the fundamentals, which would make me think you're not completely happy with the staff then. Well, when, when the players don't execute fundamentals – uh, we can we can throw up our hands at them, or we can we can try to try to do new drills and, and create a stronger emphasis on it. So I think the coaches are are committed to doing that here in the second half. We we had guys out here doing early work today, working on fundamentals, and you know we're not gonna we're not gonna lose if we're if we're not trying. You know we're we're gonna put everything into it, and and ultimately we'll we'll take our chances if we if we double down on on doing the little things right and, and try to try to go beat the the other team that we're facing every night. Has ownership told you you can't fire Mickey Calloway? No, I mean this this idea that that anything is being dictated by ownership, you know, or or any part of the the organization is just is just not true. You know, I think we we work together. We, as a baseball operations department, come to a consensus on on recommendations. We then have those discussions with ownership, and you know, from from Jump Street, ownership has been supportive of us in baseball ops, and I have no no reason to expect anything different. Brody, uh, you came from a very successful career. You were an out-of-the-box choice. Everyone knew it. You came in and you made a big splash and uh, did a very good job presenting yourself as the face of the franchise, made some bold statements that have not worked out for your team. The team hasn't backed up your your confidence in them. Uh, We know that. A lot of people now, Brody shouldn't have gotten a job. He's not qualified. Brody this. You're taking a lot of heat right now. Has it made you question your ability to do this job? No, Mike, it hasn't, hasn't made me question my ability to do the job. It's, it sort of motivated me even more to, to get better results because I'm a competitive person. I took this job knowing it wasn't going to be easy. I took this job knowing that, that we, weren't, uh, we weren't clicking on all cylinders in the organization. We had things that we needed to address, uh, and we haven't gotten, gotten the results on the field that we wanted to yet. But we're not gonna not gonna stop. And from my personal motivation, I think it's only increased since since the adversity. You're a smart guy, Brody. There's no question about that. Are you, would you, do you are you fighting it if you know it? Is there a chance you know already this isn't the right job for you? I mean, is that possible? That I mean, have you thought that at all? That maybe I I took a job that I'm not. That's not the right job for me in life. <laughs> no, that's never crossed my mind. Okay, so you still feel confident you can do this job? Is, Will you since you've had a lot of tough time with the moves you've made so far, have you become timid at all? Have you lost a little confidence in pulling the trigger, or do you still feel confident on the next move? I feel confident, but I, but I think that we'll we'll continue to focus on on being measured. You know, we're not going to knee jerk anything. I think that at this point in the time, especially in season, when when there's a shorter window to make make transactions, that anything we do here. Has to be has to be careful and deliberate, and and I think that's the approach we'll take at the de- deadline. Have you leaned on people, Brody, in the organization and in baseball at all, or have you been doing this basically on your own? And very much so, leaned on leaned on others. I think when we put this staff together in the off season, having guys like Omar and Allard and John Rico still still in the organization, you know, I've had I've had the benefit of having experienced guys around me. Um, I've got peers around the game that have. They've given uh, given their two cents, and you know I think that you know I said this earlier today. You know I this is a new job, and I'm going to grow in it every day. I'm going to learn it every day. I knew 
knew full well when I started that I didn't know everything at the gate out of the gate, and it would be a process. But uh, you know, there's there's not a, a wavering of confidence in in me or our staff's ability, or at least on my end, or our, our staff's ability to do the job. I'll tell you, you this might shock you, Brody, uh, that I'll say this: this team's not far away. It really isn't. You have Alonzo, you have McNeil, you have Degrom, Syndergaard, Wheeler. You have Diaz, who's still 25 and with a live arm. You have Davis. You have Dominic Smith. You have a core. You really do. But you have a roster that's not balanced, where you got outfielders who can't hit and some who can't field, and you have too many corners. You're not built right on. You can see the roster's imbalanced. What can you do to balance the roster? You know it's not balanced. How do you get it balanced now? Because you didn't know McNeil and, and, and uh, Alonzo are going to be this good. They're stars. They're on their way to being stars. They're your core guys now. You have position players. You have some good, a good core here. This team's not that far away. It needs a bullpen and it needs some balance in the roster. How do you get there? Well, I think you're, you know, Mike, I'm, I'm happy to hear you say that because I you know, both at the beginning of the season and even now, I, I think there is a lot of belief in this core. And, and some of this core has developed faster than what we even expected. Yeah, you didn't think, let's be honest, you didn't think Alonzo do this. No one did. I, I think that was, uh, nobody in the wildest dreams could have imagined Alonzo is taking the league by storm. I mean, he's, I mean, he's, he's on pace su- to, to break all sorts of records. He's a superstar he, He's been great. Right now. Yeah. And he's been a great, great leader, too, for a young guy. McNeil, you know, there and was Davis questions. Davis was a nice pick And, and he, Davis he was a but you know what? You got too many guys who are you pl- who are holding guys back at positions, and you don't have a real balance on that roster. That's hard to do in season. What can you do? And I'm sure you've spent a lot of time thinking about it. Do to balance this roster and also get better in the bullpen. Yeah, and, and I would add, get better defensively too, Mike. You know, I think that's, that's part fair. of the balance that's you're fair. probably talking about. Absolutely. You know, we, yes. we we need to improve our defense. We need to. Uh, you know, as we look at moves to you know improve the roster going forward, whether it's this summer or whether it's in the off season, you know we need to uh, we need to find guys that complement our bat. And and you're right, we've got a lot of corner guys. We need to get better up the middle. Uh, and you know, I think we've got we've got young talent like like Rosario that uh, that is still a young player, developing player. You know, we're going to continue to work on his defense. We're going to continue to look Are for you opportunities. Moving Rosario to the outfield. Uh, we're, we haven't made any decisions about where we're where we're going to move him or not. You have you know, a shortstop in the organization, though, right? We do. Yep we we've got a we've got a young kid who who's playing Double A right now that uh, that we're excited about. Right. Uh, you know, has been up here at different times in the year playing a play more of a utility role. But you know, really, look, our focus is going to be on uh, you know potentially adding some some depth to our starting rotation and getting better defensively overall as a club, doing the fundamentals right. And taking advantage because we're not a perfect team, Mike. We're just not, and and we can't afford to have uh, the little things beat us when when we need to be, you know, you know, overcome some of those deficiencies. You know, in the bullpen, you know, I think it, it's a it's never an easy situation. Uh, I think that we do have talent. That's the part that we keep going back to is we just have to help them achieve better. And and then the off season or even this summer, we'll uh, we'll look to see if we can infuse additional talent. But we've got a lot of a lot of young, youth and talent down there in the bullpen. We've got to get the maximum out of it. Are wins important to you, or is or is it just about player development over these last seventy games? Wins will always be important. You know, I, I think that you know, as you said before too, the team has some pieces that you look at on any no given question. night and say, okay, no this question. team has a chance to win. And so no that's the that's the message to Mickey. It's the message to the players. You know, as we start the second half, 
we we don't want them to lose sight of of today's goal, which is to win the game. And you know, if they can avoid the distractions on other other aspects of the roster, or, or are we buyers, are we sellers, and just focus on tonight's game, I think we have some talent to win a lot more games than we did in the first half, and that's. That's what our what our challenge is as we uh, as we look forward. What did you What have you learned during this first half nightmare? Oh man, what have I not learned? Thing. I mean, this has been a tough. That's been coming with this way you came in and have your team play this way. This has got to be tough on you. There's no question, especially in New York. I mean, so what what have you learned during this process? It, it's it's almost what I haven't learned, Mike. I mean, it is. You know, I've learned. You know, I, I continue to keep talking about the little things, but but we we watch these games with a keener eye every every night. And, you know, it's the ball in the dirt that the other team advances on that we don't. It's the, uh, you know, it's the extra base that somebody is able to, to get because they get a good secondary lead. It's, it's, uh, it's all of the little things that add up that as we're watching this, you know, I think that's been the, the hardest part in terms of saying, okay, if we make that play, if we do that, if we get this out here, then we win that game. And, you know, we haven't had that many games where we've just gotten blown out of the stadium. And, and that makes it even more frustrating because it feels a lot closer than the standings are. And, and that's, that's a learning curve. Is recognizing well, you've blown that that's, more games than anybody in baseball, right? You've lost more leads than anybody in baseball. So, I mean, clearly you've had the lead in the seventh inning a ton of times this year. We know that. I mean, there's been a, your, your bullpen, uh, you know, closer rate's been incredibly bad. We know that. It's been unbelievably bad. So that's obviously, and it's surprising that it hasn't taken more of a heart out of the team. I, I give Alonzo and McNeil credit for that because they have really – breathed a lot of life into this team this year the two of them they really have it's been fun to watch it's been fun to watch and I I think that's the resiliency that that they've had and and I credit Mickey to that as well is that he's kept that clubhouse fighting and uh, you know there hasn't been a huge divide between the bullpen and the starters or the bullpen and the and the position players is that there's been a lot of support that's going going around to those guys and they haven't fractured at the seams just because you know people are starting to point fingers that hasn't been our clubhouse and I think Mickey's done a very good job at that is Syndergaard on the block? No. I, I think that uh, you know a lot of people are inquiring about a lot of our players, not the least of which is Noah. Uh, he's popular. He's got years of control. He's a front-of-the-rotation starter. Uh, you know, people are calling. People are, uh, are making offers. And you know, I think with everybody, we're, we're going to keep an open mind and open ears, but I fully expect Noah to be with, uh, be with us this year. So you, you won't say... Not if he was, you won't say he's untouchable, but you're saying that it'd be very difficult to trade him. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, he asked about one of the things that I've learned. You know, I, I've learned that uh, there are no absolutes in baseball, and that's I, a fair I should, point. should speak to him. And so I think that's where you know we'll we'll see how how each uh, each conversation progresses. But any any Syndergaard calls are going to be incoming calls. And it's fair to say Alonzo will finish the season in a Met uniform, huh? <laughs> I think that's safe to say. Yeah, I think safe to say too. I think I think so. Yeah. You know, you got to, and I think you got to get McNeil a position. I don't know if you feel the same way as me, but I think he should have a position that's his. I mean, whatever he wants, he's earned the right to play where he needs to play. I mean, he's that good offensively. He needs a home. I mean, whatever well, his home is, he needs a home. He, he's you've seen enough of it. I mean, he's done he's done everything we could have asked for him this year. And you know, as as we look towards twenty twenty, and even as we look towards towards this summer, is if there are trades that happen. You know, he may find himself at more of a fixed position if, if Brandon Nimmo comes back healthy. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens with some of our expiring contracts. But, you know, hopefully there'll be a, a situation where, you know, he can, he can settle in. But in the role that he's had, he's, he's excelled really wherever we put him. Is it true you, tra- you tra- turned down Riamuto for Rosario and Nimmo? No, that, that's, uh, that's not true. I think a lot of the rumors that come out of there 
uh, or come out of different spots are things that uh, proposals that were made one way or the other or or are partial truths. But uh, you know that that deal was was definitely uh, you know that that was not a proposal that uh, that was on the table. I, I won't ask you to name one move you'd like back because it's not fair to the player. But is there one of all of them that you'd like to, in your heart of hearts take back? You know, it's it's always it's always easy to look back, and and I think your your first part of that question is right. Is you got to be we we have we have these guys, all these players are on our roster. And it's our duty to make sure we get the most out of them and give them the most support. Uh, and you know, I think that rather than looking backwards at roster moves, we got to look forwards and see what uh, see what are the smart decisions at this point in time, looking towards towards winning tonight's game and, and games in twenty twenty. Are the Mets a organization in turmoil, or 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 is as you as the leader of the franchise is everything in pay? Do you feel the people there are working in unison and they believe in you, or is it an organization in turmoil? I think it is. It is an organization that is 100% lockstep. There's support from top to bottom. There's collaboration top to bottom, and we've made a lot of progress. In the organization, and, and a lot of that progress are in areas that that don't aren't seen every night at the major league level about wins and losses, but in scouting and player development, uh, in our infrastructure, in our communication, you know, we've made real strides this year that I think are going to to benefit us uh, not just next year or tomorrow, but for years down the road because we've got uh, we've got an entire entire organization that's committed to developing more talent. And creating a creator more of a sustainable approach for us. And listen, you're all gonna, you, you, that's going to fall on deaf ears right now. Your your fan base doesn't trust you because you you promised them a winner this year and you've been terrible. So they don't trust you right now. They're going to look in, at your actions. That that's what's going to show them is that if you guys go out there and do better, then they might believe again. But right now they don't. You know they don't trust you because they don't believe in you right now because they think that you have done a lousy job and you have done a lousy job for the first half. But you know what? It's only half a season, so let's see where it goes from here. But right now they're not going to believe what you say. You know that. I mean, they're just not because you thought you were going to have a winning team, and right now you're the second worst team in the league. I mean, so they they were expecting a lot better this year. Yeah, I think they were, and so were we. And we feel their pain, and we're uh, we're not going to quit on them. Thanks very much for coming on. I appreciate it. All right, thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. All right, Brody Van Wagenen. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.